John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcasts. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 159 of Shea Station. The Mets are finally done playing on the West Coast. They split a series in San Francisco. They win the first two, they lose the last two, and they finish the trip 7-3 and three against two pretty good teams and one not-so-good team. But I'm one of your co-hosts, Jack, a.k.a. Jolly. Joining me is Jerry Blevins. Jerry, how was your weekend, man? Uh, much better now knowing that we don't have to stay up till like two in the morning. We're done. We're done. The West coast swings are so tough. Jerry, I didn't fall asleep this year. There's (laughs) something to be said. That's character growth, man. That's character growth. You're doing it. You're you're coming into your own. You're no longer a rookie status. You're a lot of doubters. You're in that arbitration year. So you're, you're stepping up your game. I gotta prove myself, man. Yeah, I mean, I stayed up for for all these, even those 10, 15 ones. Had to work socials on a couple of them, which was tough. But no, it was fun. Uh, first two games were great, especially that game two, which we'll definitely talk about. Mets lose some close ones in the final two. But I said right before the series, you know, if you go out there, you win the final game in L.A. and then you split in San Francisco, you come home seven and three. And I think you take that West Coast trip, regardless of who you're playing on the way. That's a very, very successful series or road trip because you got to sweep you got to win and you got to you got to split like and that's that's money in the bank absolutely money in the bank you know there's still questions to answer with the rotation and stuff like that uh should we dive into the whole series do a little recap let's let's do a recap i'm in but before i can give you guys the series recap from san francisco i gotta tell you guys about today's sponsor which is the DraftKings Sportsbook right now. New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if that bet cashes with code SHEA, S-H-E-A. And if you get that bonus bet money, you can use it on some same-game parlays like I did this weekend. I cashed in big time when I bet the Mets to win, a Brandon Nimmo hit, and Joey Lucchese to get four strikeouts. He got a lot more than that. And that was an easy payout, and you can do the same thing if you download their app right now. Use code SHEA. S-H-E-A, bet $5 on a pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if that bet cashes only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SHEA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Any resources you might need for a gambling addiction or gambling problem, as always, are listed down below, so make sure you check that out as well. And guys, let's get to today's recap. And then jump from there. All right, Jack's rolling the music in post. Here I go. Go. The Mets go to San Francisco after a big series win in L.A. after losing Max Scherzer, and they get an important Game 1 victory. They pounce on Sean Manaya in the fourth inning. It was an Alonzo two-run homer, an Escobar two-run homer. This was the only game this series that he started. Brendan Nimmo added an RBI double to make it a 5-0 Mets lead. Kodai Senga looked great through four and then had trouble in the fifth. Five innings pitch, four and runs for him. The fifth inning has kind of been a problem all year. He allowed just two walks and two hits through the first four, but kind of imploded in a four-run fifth inning. But the Mets got his back. 
Jeff McNeil with a six-inning solo home run. Alonzo and McNeil add clutch RBIs. And the bullpen gets it done once again. It was Rayleigh, Curtis, Smith, and Brigham for four scoreless innings. Three hit games for Nimmo and McNeil. The Mets win this one 9-5. to five. The big story, though, was in Game 2. A lot of question marks around the Game 2 starter who hadn't pitched in almost two years. Joey Lucchese takes the bump, ran into a little bit of trouble in the first inning with a double and a walk, but got a clutch double play. And from there, it was kind of takeoff for Joey Lucchese. Seven shutout innings. He was unbelievable. The chirp was working. Ten whiffs on the night, three clutch double plays. He faced the minimum in four innings, struck out the side in his final inning. It was exactly what the Mets needed. The first starter this year to go seven innings for the New York Mets. They were staked to a one-run uh, one lead thanks to Guillaume's RBI, but they got extra hits later, including Pete Alonso's 10th home run of the year for a 4-0 lead, and eventually the Mets would win this one 7-0. Swig of water. And on to game three. The Mets are looking to win the series here. And they come out in the first inning with David Peterson on the mound, who kind of struggles again. And it was a big hit from Brandon Crawford that took it from a one-run lead to a four-run lead in the first inning for San Francisco. Ruff and Conforto added RBIs to put a little salt in the wound for Mets fans. It was six runs through two for Giants. But the Mets chipped away with Vogie's RBI double and Nimmo's solo home run. Peterson, although, couldn't get them back in the game with his start. He finishes five innings and once again doesn't walk that many batters. But it seems as though when Peterson's in the zone, he's getting hit. Five innings pitched, seven earned runs. He struck out eight, but two home runs, 98 pitches, 13 whiffs. It's a very interesting case study with David Peterson. I'm sure we'll talk about it. He retired eight in a row at one point before Flores hit a solo home run. Logan Webb on the other side looked great, looking for his first win of the year. He goes seven innings, two earned runs, eight Ks for him. The Mets rallied in the eighth and the ninth inning with five hits through those two. They only got the two runs, couldn't get the clutch hit. Part of that was Alonzo and Lindor going 0 for 8 in this game with three strikeouts combined. The Mets lose this one seven to four. And they go into Sunday trying to avoid the split and win the series. But guess who's back in the lineup? Big bad villain, Jock Peterson. A shudder thinking about May 24th from last year. He burns the Mets again in his first at-bat back with an RBI single off Tyler McGill. Mets loaded the bases with one out, and that seems to be a kryptonite for them. They hate when those bases are loaded. Alvarez's double play ends the threat. The Mets took the lead in the fourth with a pair of sacrifice flies. One dropped by forever Met, former teammate and former beloved hero, Michael Conforto. Thank you, Scooter. Tyler McGill, though, couldn't get, a, uh, couldn't get it done today, though. Four innings pitch, four earned runs. He labors again in this one. He allows a home run on 81 pitches. Only five whiffs, which is a little bit of a concern. Francisco Alvarez, though, ties the game later on, crushes the very high fastball. Looks like it was at his eyes, but he got the bat up there for a game-tying home run in the sixth inning. And then it was a battle of the bullpens, and Jeff Brigham looked great. He might be a weapon for the Mets this year. Two innings pitched, perfect innings at that, striking out four. He had a great series altogether, but in the end, it was Drew Smith who gave up the winning RBI double to Mikey Stremski in the eighth inning. Camilo Doval is disgusting, twirled a perfect ninth inning. The Giants won this one 5-4. They achieve a split in the series. The Mets go home with a 7-3 and road trip, thinking about what could have been, but also pretty happy with the result they got in the Bay. Uh, great recap. That was lovely. I mentioned a few things. Things that popped out to me. Number one, Joey Lucchese. What an animal. Yeah. Oh Game God. two, a he dog. came out, looked. Yeah, he's a dog for sure. He got that we dog know. in him. <laughs> uh, in the first game, Kodai Singa struggled again. Um, looks like a five and dive so far yeah. this year. Hopefully that's what we're getting. 
game three, Peterson struggle city. Game four, Tyler McGill struggle city. So starting pitching again is the theme here. Yeah. I mean, the Mets rotation is it's worrying me a little bit. They are 24th in staff ERA right now with a 4.94 mark. And they're on par with teams like Colorado, uh, Cincinnati, Oakland. Like, that's not the area that you want this rotation to be. I mean, they're beleaguered by injuries. But at the end of the day, these are still major league caliber guys out there. And it really does, in my opinion, you know, come down to Miguel and Peterson. And I, I want to see some some positive movement there. I need Senga. You want to see that kind of thing, too. And we've seen what he's capable of. But these last two starts uh, from Miguel and Petey have looked a, a little bit concerning. Yeah, they that they're supposed to be, especially Peterson, supposed to be the the calming presence, the the steady yeah. Eddie, you know, because of how much shakeup there is. Tyler McGill, you still, I still don't know what we've got in Tyler McGill. Yeah. Um, and then Senga's been looking elite at times, and then looking lost at other times, and so you don't know what you get from him. Joey Lucchese comes and throws an absolute lifeline to this ball team looking great. Uh, didn't see that coming. A uh, little sneak preview about an apple, but that guy yeah. was, it was so needed too for the bullpen's rest for the, just a, a breath of fresh air. It was nice to see the offense go ahead early to give him some breathing room to allow him to keep going. So um I'm worried about the rotation. The lineup looks pretty solid. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Alvarez, that home run was like the fifth <laughs> highest off the ground. Tomahawk chop. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, a pretty I mean, bad d- double play that he grounded into, though. Um, but I think he's coming along. So Yeah, I mean, Alvarez and Beatty actually got to, they got to play a little bit in this series, which is nice. I mentioned before, Escobar only played the first game. Beatty got to play the last three, looked pretty good, hit safely in all three of them. Alvarez, you know, he was getting squeezed a little bit uh, in that first at-bat, but also, you know, didn't take a good swing there. Wasn't a great at-bat. Glad he got the home run. Maybe that'll get the monkey off his back and he can start getting some better reps in. We saw Mikey Stripsky hit a game-ending RBI, and we saw Ed, Ed uh, Eduardo Escobar look like Carl Yastrzemski doing yeah. the, you know, <laughs> stay fair. Uh, home run that was a nice hit like for that. him, like that. Yeah, that was so. very TV of you. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I was going the wrong way, even. Uh, that's me being, yeah, the other way, but yeah, geez, just uh, just glad to get escape the west coast. They they split, could have won, could have taken one more, but uh, it happened. They ran into a big league ball club. Logan Webb looked vintage himself, yes. Um, bullpen pitched amazing. Nimmo looks awesome. Uh, did you see the Sunday Night Baseball? I did you know, see the tax uh, segment. I thought that was very interesting from our coworker friend, David Cohn. David Cohn, yeah, um, that was interesting. So, do you have uh, any thoughts a, on that? You'd like I to had share a little bit, little bit of a wrinkle. So, if that's what he's doing, if that's what Scherzer did, technically it's not cheating because it follows the rules, but that's right. cheating. So if that's what he had, if that much stick, that's cheating. And he deserved to get ejected and suspended if that's what it was. So If that's what it was. Did you see the clip of Phil Cuzzy after feeling Scherzer's hand, taking the gum out of his mouth and flinging it with ease? 
Because I thought that was interesting. I thought that was a little interesting. Gum is a notoriously sticky thing. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a lot of questions to be answered. That's the, the grassy knoll approach. Yeah, I think so. We're, we got All our right. tinfoil hats on a little bit this episode. But, we'll <laughs> but, but just to be even, if that's yeah. what it was, if he had that much stick to where the ball could stick to his finger, that's cheating. So yeah. um, I don't think it was that. I think there was a lot of hyperbole and, and example setting and all that. But uh, yeah, whatever. I did like the investigation. I thought it was good TV. It was a good segment, definitely. I mean, Sunday Night Baseball has a lot of pointless segments, I think, where it's kind of they're just distracting you from the game. That itself was topical and I think kind of informative. And David Cohn, you know, was a PA guy. I don't think he's like a spokesperson for Manfred or anything like that. So I think it was just his own kind of conducted investigation. And if that was the case, it's a little alarming because, you know, when you do that and the ball stays there, that's a little interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Outside that. You mentioned the lineup before. The lineup looked great pretty much in every game this series. Um, even in the games where Alonzo and Lindor didn't get it done, uh, they looked great. Uh, Jeff McNeil had a big series, which we kind of been waiting for a little bit. He's still taking his walks, which is cool, uh, but he got eight hits, including a home run in this series, which I didn't have in my book. Uh, Canna had a great series. Nemo, as you said before, his mic'd up segment was great. Him saying, ah, shoot. Ah, oh, shoot. After, <laughs> oh, shoot. Gosh darn, after a walk is... You can't make that up. That's 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 uh, a script. <laughs> that's genuine and it's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh Vogie got to play a little bit too, which was nice. We finally got to face some righties, so he got some reps. Uh so that's definitely encouraging outside of you know the rotation struggles that this this Mets lineup can still go. We don't have to be worried about them. Even Escobar, who only got one start, hit well. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't just Pete and Lindor. It was nice to see the bottom half stepping up. Uh yeah, you mentioned Nemo, who's been amazing at the top, but Canna finally looked better. Yeah. You know, Doval made him look silly, but he did that to everybody. Yeah, he can make that uh, happen with anyone. And, yeah, and it was good to see Vogie swing the bat. So I thought it was a, a very positive lineup bullpen series. So Yeah, definitely. And then the Mets bullpen, man. Not a single inning thrown by David Robertson or Adam Adovino this entire series, and yet they go 13 innings. Only one run, and it was the final inning that was thrown by Drew Smith. 15 strikeouts. Uh, did any single performance by a reliever kind of stick out to you in these four games? Uh, two of them. Like, obviously, the guys that are, are known looked great, but it was Brigham, Rayleigh, that like combination of length from Rayleigh was on it. But uh, Uceda and Brigham, yeah. to me, were the two standouts, the two guys that, that are wild cards and came up. Uh, we know Brigham a little bit. He's got some history. I had no idea who Edwin Uceda was. Same. And it was it was impressive. Definitely. Yeah, these are depth pieces for the Mets. These guys did not make the opening day roster. Uh, if you go on the Mets baseball reference page, the pitching staff page is an absolute mess full of 40-mans and ILs and all that. Uh, but the guys who are on the club right now got it done. Especially, I, I really liked Jeff Brigham getting that last strikeout yesterday and kind of showing some emotion. Because, you know, that's a guy that's trying to crack a big league roster and trying to unlock something. And his slider looks like one of the best sliders among any reliever right now. And it's definitely working. He's been perfect so far for the Mets four perfect innings and seven strikeouts. And that could be a huge weapon because, you know, we're kind of looking for guys to eat up those sixth and seventh innings. And if you have a guy with a devastating slider, like Jeff Brigham, that's a nice answer. And he's 
he's had length in his career. So, you know, he could be, as you refer to it, uh, a swing man. Mm. Who's the guy? Who would be the guy? Are you Can you even say his name anymore? Who, Trevor Williams? Be, yeah. Are you okay with it yet? We're going to talk about it because we got to face him this series. <laughs> I, you know what? I think we all collectively took Trevor Williams for granted a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, I don't think we so. gave I him think, his flowers, but I mean, come I on. Think, I think people on the whole were very appreciative, understanding that that's a tough job. And whenever yeah. he showed up, he showed out. So, and I'm very glad he, he gets to start now because that's what he deserves. And he's looked great so far this year for the Nats. Um, but man, action. Little Seth Lugo. I mean, imagine, you know, I'm not saying that the Mets should have kept either of these guys to be rotation options. They would come in mighty handy right now if we could lock them in four and five. But, you know, you live and learn. That's all. That's the truth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Uh, do we want to give our flowers out to uh, some special performers in this series? Some apple of our eye stuff? I'm ready. I'm ready as well. Oh, man. Let's get it done. So for me, I'm going to go first if you're comfortable with uh, that. I know who you're going with, Jerry. Yeah, I have to go with Joey Fuego, who Joey Lucchese, the apple of my eye. I mean, that guy, unbelievable. Off Tommy John. Didn't know if he was a bullpen guy or, or a rotation depth piece at a time of dire need steps up and he's the first Mets pitcher to pitch into the seventh inning and he throws seven shutout, four hit, two walk, nine K. Like it's a no brainer for me. What was the, like the biggest strength of the team is the rotation has been the biggest question mark of the team thus far. He was, easily the most dominant performance from a starting pitcher of the whole season. And he just showed up fresh off Tommy John on the road in Northern California, like just an absolute announcement of his presence, a reminder that he was a guy, that he's a dog, that he's ready to go. So he's, he's a dog. He is the apple of my eye. Love it. Yeah, you kind of teased that on Twitter a little bit. Loved that. Made a little obvious to the people. Got to tease. You've been taking after me a little bit because I love to tease. A little bit. You know, we're trying to trying to get our trying to get our uh, count up here. Oh yeah, come on. Yeah, gotta get gotta wrangle all the Mets fans, and there's too much competition. You know, there's a uh, 45 Mets uh, podcast at Workshay Station. We're trying to shine a little bit. I think there's 45,000 actually. <laughs> there might the count be is a I little think. low there. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot. A worthy, you know, a worthy winner, Joey Lucchese, because, I mean, we didn't even know who was starting game two when we did the series preview last time. We were like, uh, maybe it's, I put Budo in the notes, uh, in the notes, not even knowing that he couldn't, you know, pitch for another 15 days. Um, and Lucchese turned out to be the answer. And he's really the last guy that the Mets had before the depth options start getting a little scary down there. And he gave the Mets exactly what they needed. First seven inning pitched. Of any Mets starter this year, the first time a left-handed starter has done that for the Mets since good old friend Steven Matz back in 2019. 
The Mets haven't had a dominant lefty like that in a while. And I'm not sure that it's going to be Lucchese, but if he can give you two or three good more starts before you get Verlander or Scherzer back or both back, that's going to come up massive for the Mets. And maybe he'll have a spot in the rotation going forward because we don't we don't really know what this one through five is going to look like a month from now, even like three weeks from now, because Scherzer will likely be back for the final game of the Atlanta series, which would be Sunday. So six days from now, Verlander is supposed to be back the first week of May against Detroit. That's what we heard from Anthony DeComo. So that's two guys added back in Peterson and McGill haven't looked great. If we're being completely honest, McGill and spots for sure, but Peterson mostly has been bad. Maybe you give Lucchese a look. This is kind of his audition. Honestly, these next two starts will be his audition to see if he can stay up here. And he really impressed with that first start. And this is all alluding to the fact that I'm going to give up the first double apple of the year. And it's mine is also going to go to Joey Lucchese. I thought about, I thought about the bullpen. I thought about Jeff McNeil, but that was just such a, a, an unexpected breath of fresh air that, you know, cause this Mets bullpen shine this series, but also if Lucchese goes out there and throws four innings, gives up four runs, like most of us probably expected him to the Mets bullpen has three more innings on their plate. Maybe the entire stat line for them changes, you know, maybe someone has to go in the long relief. D Rob or Otto has to pitch everything. The outlook of that bullpen changes without Joey Lucchese going out there and throwing seven shut including striking out the side at the end for the little cherry on top. So that was, I think, the most important part of this series because the Mets bullpen got put through the ringer through this West Coast trip, and uh, Joey Lucchese finally gave them kind of a night off, which they needed. Also, Tommy Hunter came back, which was nice as well. Kind of forgot to say that, so good for him. Um, Before we move on, I do want to shout out the hitting performances that we did snub. Alonzo had eight RBIs in this series. Most of them came in the first two games. First player in Mets history to hit 10 home runs before May starts. Absolutely insane. Fifth on the all-time Mets home run list now. Crazy. That's incredible. Uh, definitely a snub, but I like the double. I like the double apple. Got uh, it. Definitely I mean, deserve Got it. Yep. Uh, did you have the first Alonso. double apple of the year going to Joey Lucchese? Because I did not. <laughs> I did not have <laughs> that. Mm. Other hitting performances that are definitely worth noting. Uh, McNeil went eight for 15. Also got that home run. Canna, we mentioned before, five for 14, a double and an RBI. And then Brandon Nemo gets six more hits, two more extra base hits. Daniel Vogelback with a four for 11. And that Mets bullpen. But I think the apple goes to Joey Lucchese, and I don't think a lot of people would disagree. Yeah, I I mean, it it was just such a necessary, you know, happening out of nowhere, dominance. Uh, Very, very necessary. Man, the, the rotation, like you said, you don't know how it's going to shake out now. They had chance, had a chance to solidify it themselves. Like you've got McGill, whose whose numbers are solid, but he hasn't really shown right. as good. You know, high high activity on the bases, a high whip. McGill looked looked like that. You, you've got Peterson being kind of all over the place. Singa looking like he could be a dominant force, but also not at the same time. Um, it's just been kind of wide open. So these next few starts are, you know, who wants to be the guy? So Yeah, it's a wide open field. And I didn't think it was going to be because we had basically five depth options and now they're all in play. Uh, Cookie Carrasco, uh, we know that it's a bone chip, I believe, which is the same thing that he got surgery for a year and a half ago. 
he's going to throw in two days and the Mets will know if he can keep throwing and maybe just maintain it as the season goes on, or if it's going to be another surgery for him. And if it turns out to be the latter, there's one spot that's open for the year, most likely. And I think any of these guys could leap up and grab it. It's just a question of kind of who wants to take it. Uh, Like you said, McGill has looked good, but I mean, the 3.96 ERA doesn't tell you the story of the 1.48 whip. You know, that's a lot of base runners to be managing. And with Peterson, it's it's bizarre because yeah. his, his strikeouts are up, his walks are down in these last two starts, but he's getting absolutely clobbered. Yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm gonna go back and deeper dive into what what he's doing, Peterson. I'll probably watch that that game over again, but it is bizarre, and it doesn't the, the if you just look at the stat line, it doesn't make as much sense because anything in, in the zone, he's getting the barrel too, like the hitters are, are hitting it. So it's, it's a little concerning. So again, they still have the leg up McGill and Peterson moving forward. If they write the ship, they're the guys. Um, but Joey Lucchese can take a spot. Senga could lose a spot. To be honest, Senga could lose a spot. Um, it's wide open, <clears throat> but at the same time, they went to the West coast and took seven out of 10. So yeah. the, the ball club is still, playing very well despite what was supposed to be their biggest um, win or their biggest threats being their, their strongest point being their weakest and the yeah. bullpen and the, and the lineup have, have carried the load there. So still a great baseball team, maybe even better because of it. Cause once these guys get back, um, but that's, yeah, it's definitely concerning. No, I love what you said there. Cause they're going to get a lot of juice when these guys come back. And I know it's, so, so early to be looking at standings, but you know, you jumped out of the gate 14 and nine, you know, you're a half game out of first um, in a very competitive NL East kind of helps that the Braves just got swept at home by the Astros, which is crazy. <laughs> um, Brave, but, Braves Twitter was, uh, was struggle city. Yeah, that was, uh, it was a little, I mean, you know, getting swept at home. That's uh, I don't know if I've ever seen the Braves get swept at home, regardless of what team they're that's playing. A, it's a, it's that's a, a tough deal. place to come into, uh, but the Astros, they're, they're, they're not your regular team. They're, they're they built are different. different. That's right. They are different. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, the the lineup and the offense, they looked great in the 7-3 and three West Coast trip, especially this series. Little Luis Guillorme got some action. Three for 10 in this series. Uh, McNeil, Canna, Beatty, they hit safely in all their games played. The one thing that kind of stands out is our guy, Francisco Lindor. Kind of had a tough series outside of that first or second game. Went three for 17, and this is something I want to talk about because it's been, we were, you know, brushing it off the first week or so, and now it's starting to get alarming. He struck out seven times in four games. He has 28 strikeouts in 23 games, and he has a 27.5 strikeout percentage this season. His career rate is 15.6, so he's up 12% from his career average in terms of striking out. He's driving the ball. He's not really hitting for average, but his OPS is there. Is this is this concerning for you at all? Because I feel like we haven't seen this version of Francisco Lindor really. So it is a little concerning. It's it's <clears throat> having that much swing and miss in your bat is never great. But his OPS looks good. His swings look good yeah. for the most part. Uh, he's just swinging and missing or or fouling balls back. So I think I think it'll regress to the mean and he'll be back to Lindor's normal swing rates, uh, whiff rates, that kind of thing. And I think it'll be because of how good he looks at the plate. I think this will be 
a great offensive season for him, driving the ball. The average will come back to normal. He's not going to be a three thirty hitter. He's not that kind of no. not that kind of guy. Uh, but he doesn't strike out this much and never really has. So it is a bit concerning, but I do think it's a sign of positivity because I think he'll swing back into, you know, the normal contract rates and things will average themselves out. So it is yeah. concerning. It, it is of no, but he's still mashing the ball. Yeah. I mean, he's crushing the balls in the zone. His walk rates actually up too. And that's the thing I wanted to mention his, out of zone swing rate is still below his career average. It's 5% down. So he's still leaving bad pitches. He's just getting beat in the zone early. So I'm hoping that it's, it'll be what you said, that it'll regress to the mean, but you know, the Mets don't need Lindor to be a huge average guy when he's got a 120 OPS plus, he just needs to drive the ball. He's got nine doubles already. It's amongst the top of the league. So these things will balance themselves out, but it's definitely a little bit of a concern. It's definitely something to to keep an eye on because his, I think he he was like eighteen percent K rate last year, yeah, and he's at twenty eight. That's wild. So it's a huge jump. And then uh, last thing I want to mention before we do our little C- series preview is the Mets finally get a day off today. Good for them. Stalling Marte back in the lineup. The last two games, he's had that nagging neck injury from that stolen base against Miami. Played both of the last two games fully. Got an RBI single in there. That was a very nice thing to see as well. Mets top four looking good. Yeah, the top four. Marte being back. We know how dynamic he can be. We know what he means to this lineup because we saw what they were without him last year. Uh, it's concerning the neck issue that could linger. Uh, nice to see him back to full strength. So that's good. Hell yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. You want to tell me who we're squaring off with against those vaunted Washington Nationals? <laughs> this is nice. Coming off Monday, the off day, a long West Coast game, and MLB said, go ahead, have a night game. Be the late night Sunday night baseball game. We don't care about you. Come home, sleep your entire day off, and bounce back <laughs> on Tuesday. And guess what? You're facing Josiah Gray, the budding ace. Who knows? He has looked much better this year. He is 0-4 because his team doesn't play very well, but he has a 3-7-4 ERA. We still don't know who's going to start for the New York Mets. It might be a bullpen game. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But Escobar, McNeil, Alonso, Tommy Pham have all hit a homer off Gray in small sample sizes. But Gray's last three games started, 16 and two-thirds innings, only four earned runs, 12 strikeouts, and only that one home run. Uh, He's 0-4 because those three starts, Washington has been shut out, completely zero run support, DeGrom-like from Josiah Gray. That is Tuesday's (laughs) matchup. Wednesday, we got Kodai Singer, the Ghost Fork Man, looking to tell us who he is as a starting pitcher. He's 3-0 with a 4-2-9 ERA. He's going up against... Their big prospect, Mackenzie Gore, who's two and one with a three four three ERA. Tommy Pham, two for five against Gore. No other Met has faced him. Uh, Kodai Singa has a twelve point two seven ERA in the fifth inning so far. This is another return to the crappy lineups that he's been facing early in his career. So let's look to build off of him, and maybe just like Joey Lucchese, he's got some dog in him. 
That's Wednesday's matchup. Let's move to Thursday. The aforementioned Joey Lucchese, who's 1-0 with a sparkling zero ERA, going up against Trevor Williams, the man we miss. Oh, I'm so sad. He's 1-1 one one with a 3-3-8. He's looked good as a starter. His three starts, uh, last three starts, Trevor Williams has 16 and a third with four earned runs and 10 Ks. Pete Alonso, two for seven. Tommy Pham, who's got a lot of history off these guys, is three for 13, both with a homer. Victor Robles is four for eight with a home run off Lucchese. And Williams, who was a big piece of the New York Mets bullpen last year and rotation, uh, will be facing off against his former team. That is the three-game set starting tomorrow, starting on Tuesday. Hell yeah, well done as always, Jerry. Uh, lots to look at in this series, especially Tommy Pham, who's faced all these guys with decent sample size and done well. So I expect him to get some playing time here if Buck wants to play that card. Bullpen game, I think you're looking at some Edwin Uceda action, some Jimmy Yacobonis action, some Tommy Hunter. And then hopefully if the Mets have a lead, Adovino and D-Rob at the end, they're going to have to figure out and cobble together some innings here because I don't think someone's getting called up. I don't think there's there's room for someone to get called up or a move to be made. Um so hopefully they can piece together something in game one to be competitive or just hit Josiah Gray really well. And then I think Senga has the biggest start here. It's like he said, he gets to face one of these bad teams again. He didn't capitalize on the Oakland days like we wanted him to. He was good through four, struggled in the fifth. We need him to get to six, maybe, maybe even seven to start and really show that he's capable of doing so against, you know, the Nationals probable best pitcher in Mackenzie Gore. So that'll be a fun matchup to look out for. Then the churf getting the ball against the guy we love, two guys we love facing off in that final game should be fun. That will be a fun one. Uh, yeah, again, it's nice for them to, to get home. They're sleeping in, I promise you, right now. It's oh, yeah. 9 30 on Monday. They're not awake yet, or at least the ones without kids are. So, <laughs> yeah, I can definitely agree with you there. And then uh, if you want to come say hi, the John Boy Media crew, including me, will be taking over section 303. In right field uh, on Wednesday for Sanga Day. So if you want to come say hi and hang out, we will be there. Only the Shea Station listeners know about that, but I'll probably tweet it out later. But yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be a good one. You got a good group going? What's what's the oh, size? Oh, Jerry, we got like 20 to 25 people that are coming on down. JM Mets. JM Mets is, I mean, the first JM Mets outing was this time last year and it was six people. Half of them weren't Mets fans. We grew. Now you're, now you're, uh, 20 to 25 that's pretty good stuff i know you know people people are they're hearing about it they're listening <laughs> they're in on these mets these injury well, we're, we're, mets. the the shea station folks are such likable people in the office it's hard not to be you know i'm saying drawn in you know we're, we're incapable of not being yeah, nice we've been through so much as mets fans you know cool <laughs> all, all right, right guys man. that'll do it for this episode nice and tidy on this split uh, Mets come home, they finally get that day off. Enjoy your day off if you're listening. Uh, go home and just kind of chill after a long Monday. Hope you had a great weekend as well. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. See you guys soon. Bye.